Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to another wacky, wonderful, news-filled edition of In Black and Right. We are still the new definition of color commentary, and I'm still Jerry Brooks, your host, tour guide, and, well, many other hats that I tend to wear these days as we try to get through the alternate universe, which is Joe Biden's America. You can reach out to us. Simply send a, uh, an email to inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, and that would be inblackandright.net. It's definitely going to be a whole lot of fun. We still have our online store. We're going to be, uh, we're still in the process of uh, adding new merchandise uh, to the online store. Uh, it's taking a little bit longer than we had when then we had anticipated. So I do apologize for that. But yeah, we're still uh, getting ready for CPAC next week down in Orlando, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a hot one, folks. Maybe not so much weather-wise, uh, but it's still going to be pretty warm, but it's going to be even hotter in the venue. It's going to be fun, so we're going to be doing live streams every day, probably some <clears throat> highlights uh, from the event, some of the speakers, uh, which apparently now is including Michelle Tafoya. Uh, Michelle Tafoya used to work for NBC Sports. She was the sideline reporter. Uh, during Sunday Night Football with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. But she has now officially left NBC Sports and has jumped right into Republican politics. And wow, that's definitely a mind blower right there because I had no clue Michelle Tafoya uh, was even interested in politics of any kind. But apparently uh, she is a... Uh, rather conservative he is uh, in uh, i mean it's not exactly the best thing to be uh if you happen to be working in the mainstream media and in that it does include the sports media but apparently she is now gone uh the super bowl was her last broadcast and now uh she is going to dive into the world of politics in the state of minnesota she's gone to work for the campaign of a Republican gubernatorial candidate uh, in uh, Minnesota. So that's going to be a real fun one. It was a surprise. I, I, I really was surprised how much she even was interested in politics. She even did a, co, uh, a guest host slot on The View and apparently got into trouble with uh, the rest of the shrews. And probably with NBC, too, uh, for pretty much standing up for her views. So, hey, I say to her, good for you, Michelle. And I've even discovered that Michelle Tavoya is scheduled to speak at CPAC next week in Orlando. And, boy, I'd love to get an interview, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, still dealing with uh, some voice issues, but I'm not going to let it stop me. Absolutely not. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. So yeah, so just the last few days. I mean, here we are, Tuesday, February fifteenth, and boy, has it just been nuts. It has been incredibly nuts, especially in Canada, right now. Uh, soy boy uh, trust Justin Trudeau has and has enacted emergency measures 
essentially martial law of some type. Maybe martial law light. I don't know. But apparently he's going to try to crush the protesters. And in the minds of the way out and left field media, both in Canada and the U.S., the concept of free speech, well, it's dangerous. It's a terrorist thing. It's for the far right. I'm going, really? Again, you people are absolutely brain dead. Not just the media, but anybody who's actually believing that freedom is this really terrible, evil concept. It's like, really? That's how the United States got started was freedom. And yet, in the minds of some seriously messed up people being turned essentially into sheep, that freedom is terrible. Freedom is a right-wing idea. It's like, no, freedom is a human idea. Whether on the left, the right, somewhere in the middle, it doesn't matter. Freedom is still freedom. And the people of Canada are wanting their freedoms. They're going, since soy boy Trudeau isn't willing to talk to them, they're just, the, the protests are growing. In spite of what happened at the Ambassador Bridge and the arrests that were made, it's still growing. It's still growing in Ottawa. And no matter what, soy boy trudeau is, is going to do it's still going to happen it is still going to happen and they're and it's not going to stop anytime soon because it's not just canada europe is still going europe is still growing in their protests israel is even uh kicked in and thrown in for their uh trucker protests there in the middle east so yeah this is not Freedom is a human thing. It's not a right-wing thing. And apparently the American Department of Homeland Security, uh, headed by my yuccas, apparently they're just as brain dead. You know, they're looking to monitor the American freedom protests. I'm like, good luck with that. You can monitor all you want. But unless you're willing to essentially shoot these people, because you can't arrest them all, as much as you think you can, or you just get a few and the rest will go away, uh, they're not going at all. Uh, it's, it's, it reminds me of a poem. Do not go softly into that good night. Rage against the dying of the light. It's that. And people are mad. They are raging against the dying of freedom. They're raging at the mandates. They're raging, raging at everything. And many of these blue states are like, well, okay, we're going to loosen up or we're going to get rid of them, but you're going to keep your kids masked. We're going to con we control your kids. We control them in school. And apparently California is some of the worst because just today the LA Times did an ed editorial apparently saying, hey, kids aren't, you know, keep the mask on the kids because they're not going to complain. And if they do start to complain, well, you just squash them. And if the parents complain, which they're still going to, well, we're just going to threaten you and we're going to call you domestic terrorists and we're going to send the FBI and Homeland Security. We're going to scare you and squash your rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hasn't worked throughout history. It has just plain not worked. They tried it in, they tried it everywhere in Germany during the Nazi era, you know, they, they tried, but they got pretty much brainwashed into it or whatever. 
Uh, excuse me. But yeah, it's it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen no matter what Homeland Security says, no matter what the uh, uh, the Canadian government says and soy boy Trudeau. They're going to keep going in spite of their efforts. And the sad part about this is they are willing to go to all kinds of lengths to shut down this protest. Matter of fact, just yesterday, Gibsend Go, the new the Christian crowdfunding platform that has taken up where GoFundMe uh, has left off, but apparently their website got hacked. And on top of that, the donors who don't the donors who gave money to the Canadian trucker convoy protest, their names were leaked. They were doxxed, put on the internet. And the last time I checked, the uh, the website is still down, and that's sad because I don't know who hacked them. Was it the Canadian government or some bad actor uh, who went after them? It's like, no, 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 no. These people apparently think that they can stop, give, send, go. And the Minister of Finance, uh, who is also the Deputy Prime Minister, I don't know who this goofy broad is, but... She's demanding that you stop this. It's like, uh, dear dingbats, this is the United States. The Canadian government has zero, I repeat, zero jurisdictions over what Give, Send, Go does. And Give, Send, Go, God bless them, and I totally support them. They said, uh, they essentially replied, uh, go pound sand. We're, we're going to keep doing it. And so now the finance minister slash deputy prime minister slash dinghy broad is now saying that, you know, using anti-terrorist laws and for funding, she's essentially said Gibson Go is a terrorist funding organization. What a stupid woman. I don't even, I think Freeland is her name, but this is a stupid woman. I mean, seriously stupid. I mean, first of all, you're going after an American-based company. Number two, you're trying to scare them and squash them and, and say, no, you're going to do what, you, what we tell you. Otherwise, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Uh, sorry, but uh, that would be under the bite me category if I'm give, send, go, and to tell these people, uh, you got nothing. You have zero right. To, uh, to do much of anything as far as as far as what we do with our business. And so now uh, I'm hoping they can get back up and running because there are a lot of good people who are raising funds for all kinds of things. I mean, I have been directly affected by this because my current fundraiser to go to CPAC has been directly affected because of these yahoos. Now, I'm not worried about it. I'm just thinking it's sad that because uh, whoever did this hack, I mean, I'm not, I will not put it past somebody in the Canadian government who did it. I really wouldn't, given how they've acted like complete horses' butts. I would not put it past them. But to come against every account to the point where they have to shut down the entire website uh, to update and to get things back up and running, they're jerks, elitist jerks, because there are thousands of campaigns 
on Give, Send, Go. In fact, I will be doing business with Give, Send, Go anytime I have a fundraiser for the rest of my life. Because one, GoFundMe pretty much can go pound sand themselves. They totally, they've screwed the pooch so bad they made a dog breeder cry. But the one thing I love about Give, Send, Go, one of their people from the company gave me a call one day a few weeks ago. And lovely young woman who identified herself as a her my assigned prayer partner for my project, going to CPAC. And I thought, really? Wow. Who, who does that? And, I, and she wanted to pray with me. I said, absolutely, fire when ready. And I love that. Because GoFundMe would never do it or any other cloud, uh, crowdfunding platform. They wouldn't do that, but GiveSendGo did. I'm like, hey, they have me as a customer for life. And I hope they can get things back up and running and get back to business in spite of <clears throat> uh, these elitist jerkwads uh, in Canada are trying to do. So, yeah, I'm saying go for it, you guys. Don't give up. Do not give up. And I can assure you, go find, uh, sorry, give, send, go. We'll find ways to get the money to these people. They will. I promise you that. So, in spite of all your whining, moaning, complaining, and kvetching, they're going to, those guys, those men and women, I mean, white supremacists, please. That is right out of the American Democrat Socialist playbook. I mean, come on, get a little creative. Because no matter what your dingy media does, the truth is getting out there. And it's going to be out there for quite a while. They're going to show the people having fun, dancing. They're getting fuel. They're getting food from all over Canada. Not just Ontario, but all the provinces. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. And they're not quitting. The protesters are not going away. If anything, the numbers have grown. Yeah, the numbers have grown. And they're still going to grow. They're going to grow in Europe. In spite of what they did in Paris, Macron is a goofball, sending riot police on the Champs Elysees, launching tear gas attacks that have got that got into restaurants in Paris, attacking families who weren't even there for the protest. Come on, I mean, granted, yes, it's we are not Europe, and thank God we're not. But no matter what you do, no matter where you try to do it, freedom will prevail. These truckers are not going away. You're just going to have to live with it. You're just going to have to. I mean, there's just all kinds of things going on with that. And yes, but I definitely do not want to miss this story. The biggest story, I think, in quite a while. We now have the, the newest Durham report, the latest report, which essentially confirmed that the Hillary Clinton campaign got operatives with the help of a tech guy and also working with Jake Sullivan, who's now Biden's national security advisor. This is messed up. And yes, I know people are like, the, the mainstream media aren't covering this 
They're totally not going to cover this, and I don't expect them to cover this because they're intellectually dishonest and morally bankrupt. But the fact that all the people, all you media elites from all the big networks poo-pooed the idea. I mean, I'll even, I've even seen when Trump went against Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes on CBS, and she pushed back. I'm like, honey, no, you don't have the firepower. And now, not only are you wearing egg on your face, you're wearing an omelet, a serious omelet. Trump was right again, and the media, once again, was dishonest and wrong. Wow, that's, that's a real concept. That's a new thing, which, frankly, it isn't. But Trump basically had the stones to tell you guys off, and now he was proven right by John Durham, and now you don't want to cover the story. Essentially, we've got a wag the dog situation. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. But we're not going to talk about probably the worst political scandal in American history. When Hillary Clinton and her buddies, with probably a little help from the FBI, sending, sending uh, uh, their minions to go after Trump when he was in the White House, also when he was in campaign mode, going to Trump Tower, going through the transition, and during his time as president. And you want to tell me that there's nothing to this? Screw you, you idiots. You've just shown me how worthless you are as a human being because this is not American. Because it was your girl Hillary, oh, well, what, it's kind of like do whatever to Trump, even if you're breaking the law. You're the kind of people that are making life in the United States unbearable for decent people, people who are working hard to try to keep a roof over their heads in spite of inflation, trying to keep food on their table in spite of empty shelves and even more inflation, trying to get around while spending obscene amounts of money just trying to keep gas in their car so they can get to work, take their kids to school, so on and so on and so on, going to church on Sunday. But no, these are people I, I have no respect for you. I have nothing really to say to you except sit down, have a cookie, and shut up because you're nonsensical. Your judgment is questionable. And for the woke Christians out there, oh, I have a special message for you. You people have really screwed the pooch. All because you were so sanctimonious and so self-righteous. Oh, we don't like Trump's tweets. Big freaking deal. I'll bet you want them back now. If that means you get gas that's a dollar less, we didn't have inflation like this under Trump. Biden did this in a year, and it's still growing. But no, we don't like Trump's tweets. Yeah, uh-huh. Bet you really were rethinking that nonsense. Because, yeah, you might not like the tweets, but you had food on the shelves. You didn't have supply chain problems. You had gas that was at least a buck less, if not more so, depending upon the area of the country. I mean, we are living in bizarro world. And sadly, these, these religious Christians who are woke and a joke and a very cruel one have essentially contributed to this mess. And you are going to be held to account. 
Since repentance really isn't your thing, and that's not a popular subject to discuss in church, well, that's too bad. Because one way or another, you are going to have to face the music here. You're just going to have to. And the only thing I can take solace in is that I'm not the one you have to answer to. That would be God Almighty himself. And when that time comes, I would love a front row seat with a big bucket of popcorn just to try to explain to you, try to explain to the king of all universe how you were so right. And I, no, 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 you ain't getting away with Jack. You're just not. Now I know there are people who are like, oh, well, you just need to, you, you can't say that. You can't judge me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I probably can't judge your heart, but you are going to have to face judgment. And as far as the whole Hillary Clinton mess, I mean, my goodness, it's not really a surprise. And I want to take a minute to play you an interview with Congressman Brian Mast from Florida, fellow Floridian and military veteran. Man gave up his legs, double in, lost both of his legs, serving his country. And you people just want to get all weirded out. But I want to play this a little bit, just a little bit of what he said in this interview with Newsmax that happened. But let's take a listen. Obviously, now it's out in this report here, uh, the filings from Durham. My question for you is this, being a part of the House, to get Congress to, to enact some sort of investigation, the Democrats control the House, this may change in November. What does that spell for Hillary Clinton or a possible run at it again in 2024? Yeah, so one, pray to God that it changes in November. Number two, no flat out that between now and November, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Nancy Pelosi, anybody else in Democrat leadership will do absolutely zero as it relates to, to what's going on in the looking into the Durham probe or Hillary Clinton or the DNC or anybody else. But be rest assured, things change in November. Uh, you will see folks like Jim Jordan and others that are on the appropriate committees diving into this immediately. Uh, yeah, and just to close on this, the New York Post was citing a poll that even 60%, uh, a little more than 60% of Democrats actually support an investigation into Clinton amidst this new report. Uh, we'll wait and see on that. Oh. Yep, we will wait and see on that. That's a mind blower, folks. 60% of Democrats want an investigation. Whoa, where did that come from? I thought most Democrats were just like, oh, no big deal, blah, blah, blah. Trump derangement syndrome had kicked in big time. But no, even, even Democrats are wanting an investigation. And not just a small percentage. 60% in the New York Post poll. Wow. That is a mind blower, folks. At least to me, anyway. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you're not going to hear about it for a while. In fact, you're not even going to hear, hear about it at all. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild uh, about that. What's interesting, though, we still now have this foolishness with the masks. Now, we've had... Democrat governors, oh, we're going to get rid of these. We're going to loosen up the restrictions, but they're still going to do it for the kids. I mean, now in Michigan, eight counties are set to repeal the school mass mandates. In Virginia, you have the idiotic school districts who are thinking that they're all that in a bag of chips and they're going to keep the kids masked. 
That's not going to last. It's not going to last because they might be fighting Governor Youngkin's uh, mask optional mandate, but given the fact that the Virginia State Senate, Democrat-controlled, just voted for a bill and approved it by a pretty healthy margin to make the mask optional mandate executive order of Governor Youngkin, he's, they want to make it law. And as soon as it gets to the House of Delegates there in Virginia, which is Republican, Republican controlled, that thing's going to pass and it's going to go right to governor's off, the Governor Youngkin's office. And it's like, oops, now you've got actual statute. Now, if you want to keep your foolishness up and try to fight it, there are two words that you need to know for those who are into this foolishness. Jason Miares and two more words. Attorney General. Let's see how tough and snarky you are when the thing is actually passed as a law and you try to go against Virginia statute. Oh, that's going to be a hoot. I'd love to see that. I mean, heck, even Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., right there in the swamp, has repealed the vax mandates, the, the vax passports, the mandates. But apparently they're still going to keep these, these dang Democrats are still going to keep your kids masked up and messed with so that they can continue to take your kids and indoctrinate them into this crazy lifestyle. This new, I guess, new world order. I don't know. I don't think I want to go that far yet, but I don't think it would be that much of a stretch. This is just a hoot, but I want to, <laughs> I wanted to end today was something that's just a crack up to me. And it only proves how messed up Loudoun County, Virginia is. Now this has nothing to do with the schools. The Commonwealth attorney who is uh, one of the slaves that George Soros bought uh, along with the, the DA in Philadelphia, the DA in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, it's pretty nuts uh, what that's going on. But the Commonwealth attorney of Loudoun County, Virginia, apparently is in a little bit of trouble because the prosecutor's office had hired a registered sex offender without, without a background check. I'm like, why? Are you kidding? Just reading the first paragraph of this article that was in just the news, the Virginia Office of the Commonwealth Attorney in the state's Loudoun County unknowingly hired a registered sex offender having failed to submit the successful applicant to a background check. Ooh, that is just amazing. And I'm not talking in a good way. I mean, you don't go apply for a government job without getting some type of vetting. But nope. This is Loudoun County, Loudoun County, Virginia, the, well, the centerpiece of stupidity, wokeness, and just plain foolishness. I mean, how do you do that? How in the heck do you do that? Oh, uh, man, I'm just looking at this, looking at this story, apparently um, some, a person in the office who calls himself just identified as John and trying to rebuild his life after five years in prison. I'm like, whoa, folks. Why wasn't this guy 
vetted. Okay, we'll hire you, but now we found out, oh shoot, you're a registered sex offender. Oops, got to get rid of you. <laughs> I'm just going unbelievable. Uh, so Buta Bibaraj, who is the George Soros slave and the Commonwealth attorney for Loudoun County, <laughs> apparently this woman is just a mess. I mean, she is just a full-on mess. And even people who worked in the office figured this wasn't some this wasn't a big deal because this chaos goes on on a fairly regular basis. And I thought, oh great. She's now she's now hiring people who are registered sex offenders but refuse to go after the kid in Loudoun County who already committed not sexual um, sexual assault not once but twice. But she was more than willing to go after Scott Smith, the dad of the first victim, and try to put him away. This woman is a freaking idiot. And, I, and I'm being nice about this. She wanted to just go after the dad who was understandably angry when the school board of Loudoun County lied like a bearskin rug about the situation even happening. And they were later busted. The emails were out. The paper trail was there to be followed. And yes, Attorney General Miares is going after them and going after them hard. Because I really believe that Scott Smith, the dad, has a, has a very solid case to sue the school board. And I hope he does. I really hope to God he does. Because these people will not learn their lesson until they are sufficiently smacked, and I mean smacked hard, in their power, in their pocketbooks, everywhere. They need to know you can't pull crap like this and expect to get away with it because the truth will always find you out and it will sing like a canary. I, I don't know about what's going to be going on in that, but I will be keeping, a try, keeping an eye on it. So as the clock on the wall uh, comes to the end of our broadcast day, I just want to say thank you for listening. Also, pass, it, pass on to your friends in blackandright.net. Have them uh, take a look. You can find all of our social media platforms where I do post, plus also on Clout Hub. Uh, there will be a lot of, of live streams and hopefully some on-site interviews next week from from Orlando. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit busy, so I will be kind of in and out, in and out as we're preparing our final our final things that we need to do uh, before we head to Orlando. But don't worry, we're going to be working hard. There'll be a lot to find out. So check us out on Clout Hub, Getter, Rumble, and also uh, wherever you get your podcast, the audio ver- the audio version is available. So for now, I just say thank you very much. God bless you guys. Have yourself a great rest of the week. And I will see you soon. And remember, patriots come in all colors.